is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. A boy's born in Hot Mississippi. Surrounded by four walls that ain't so pretty. His parents give him love and affection to keep him strong. Moving in the right direction. Living just enough. Living for the city from Stevie Wonder. Good morning. This is uh, Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, here on Jazz FM. Thank you so much for joining me. Jazz Shapers is the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And we bring in their equivalents from the world of business, and we call them business shapers. And I'm really pleased to say that I have a doctor in the house today. His name is Dr. Simon Haywood. He's not really that kind of doctor. Um, he is the founder and CEO of Cirrus. And Cirrus uh, is a talent and leadership consultancy, and they consult to some incredibly big businesses around the world, Barclays, BBC, BT, Coca-Cola, to name but a few. You'll be hearing lots from Simon about talent and leadership and all sorts of stuff associated to it. He's also a writer, by the way. In addition to hearing from Simon, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And then we've got some music, and it's fantastic today, and it includes Nina Simone, Gogo Penguin, and this from Ray Charles and Nora Jones. The lovely sound, the duet, no less, with Ray Charles and Nora Jones, and that's Here We Go Again, the wonders of modern production. As I said earlier, my business shaper today, I'm very pleased to say, is Simon Hayward, and he is the founder and CEO of Cirrus, and they're a talent and leadership consultancy, and they have some really big clients, and they're all over the world. Simon, it's a real pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. Great to be here. Explain what Cirrus does in your own words, because you set this business up about six years ago, I believe, and you've grown pretty dramatically so you must be doing something right we work with some as you say with some of the world's big big organizations the big banks big retailers big high-tech companies and we help them become more connected we help them uh, through leadership and talent work to get more in touch with their customers to be more agile to change the way they operate in a way that is is more responsive in a digital connected 21st century now, this current business obviously has been running for about six years. You've been running your own business for a long time. Just help me understand how you came to it back in the early 90s. What made you think, I can do my own thing? Well, like being a fireman, I've always wanted to be a consultant because the variety and the impact and the and the, the opportunity to stay current and do great things with big clients has always been attractive. Um, I accumulated enough experience in the 80s with various management roles and then uh, set up in 93 with my, my wife Claire we set up a company called Academy uh, which was focused on doing some really uh, what we thought was pretty innovative work around leadership with with court with big corporates back then and that grew and we did a lot more online in the the the, the, the 2000s and uh, and then we got bought out by MMC in New York which runs companies like Mercer and Marshall, Oliver Wyman uh, and we stayed there for a while, for a few years. Um, but large corporates, I like working with large corporates, but I wasn't so keen working in a large corporate. So uh, in 2010, we decided to, oh, I decided to set up Cirrus and start again. And, uh, and in, so far, it's been growing quite, quite well. 
Now, those early days, back, I just want to go back to the 80s a minute, mm. and you said something interesting. You said, I didn't, you know, I like working with them, but I don't like being part of one. Mm. How quickly did you realise that you were going to work for yourself? And, and was there a moment, or was it a progressive set of things that happened? Uh, well, my father was um, running his own business, an engineering company in the West Midlands uh, called Cirrus, interestingly. Um, and so I grew up with this sense that it was more interesting to do your own thing than, than perhaps to be doing other people's stuff. And so it's sort of ingrained in a way. Um, and I did my MBA at Manchester Business School back in the, in the 80s. And I think during that process, realised that consulting was going to be a, a great career. Uh, but I probably wanted to do it for myself with colleagues rather than in a large consultancy. So I got a bit of experience uh, with large consultancies, but it was all moving towards that wanting to do my own thing. And I'm t- I think I'm fiercely independent, very difficult to manage, so it's easier to to, to be uh, an entrepreneur rather than trying to fit into somebody else's way of working. You see, if you were delivering the course to yourself, it wouldn't work. <laughs> Stay with <laughs> me right. for more for from my business shaper, Simon Hayward. That's, uh, he's the founder and CEO of Cirrus, and they're a talent and leadership business. And we're going to find out a lot about the, the, t- the tips and the secrets about how he does convince people just like him to behave properly and, uh, and do all the right things. Uh, time for some more music. This is Go Go Penga with Kamaloka. The lovely sound of Go Go Penguin with Kama Loka. Simon Hay was my business shaper today. We've been talking about his business, his second business actually in a way, and it's a leadership and talent one. And he was very honest with me because he said, actually, um, I'm an entrepreneur at heart and it would be quite, quite hard to manage. That idea of being fiercely independent, I'm imagining that in these companies you work with, you see lots of people who are super bright, super driven, high achievers and fiercely independent. How do you... How do you approach those leaders who need to be independent but also collaborative? Because I know collaboration is a big theme in your work as a company. How does that work? Yeah, no, it's a great question. If I'm, I'm working with the CEO at the moment of one of our clients who has got that fiercely independent streak. Uh, what's interesting is when it, I think if they are able to see the uh, recognise the wider. Their, their wider role in the organisation as a leader is to create an environment where other people can succeed. Then that puts that makes the collaboration a means to that end. That gives them a reason to be collaborative, and so that's so they that that, that helps them balance that with their fierce independence, and they have a reason to be collaborative. Some people are more naturally collaborative than others, but if we can see why we should do something, and it's and we're driven to achieve our ends, you know, most of the people we work with are very driven people. Uh, then, then, then I'll, uh, uh, people will collaborate if they can see why it's valuable, why it's useful. That's, that's the, a lot of the trick is just helping them make that connection. Now, when you were going back to the 80s before your first business in 93, was there anyone that talked to you like that, that it helped you understand the why and that kind of was trying to keep you inside the, the big corporate? Was anyone saying, no, no, you shouldn't do it? Or was it the opposite? Were people encouraging you at that time to go, you know what, Simon, if you feel like you should do your own thing, go and do your own thing? Do you remember? 
Uh, well, I remember I worked for one company. Uh, I worked for ICL uh, for a while, which is brilliant. Um, but it was a you know large company uh, back then, the the big computer provider. Uh, I, went, I moved into a smaller telecoms business where the the the, C, the CEO or MD, as he was called then, um, in, it was the sort of guy that allowed a lot of flexibility, a lot of freedom uh, for people to express how they wanted to operate, uh, and and he gave me a sense of the fact that. It be, being an entrepreneur but creating an environment where other people can flourish was really an attractive thing to do so he, he inspired me um, and then Claire my wife has always just had that approach of well why not you know if you're gonna if you want to do something well let's let's do it uh, which was also quite liberating but that's why we set up things together and the last iteration obviously in where you are now in the serious business you've now got as I said many many people one of the other challenges um, that I've encountered with consultancy businesses whether it's public affairs or whether it's PR or whether it's talents and leadership businesses is that the, the people around them are never as good as the, the founders how have you found people that are as good as you at what you want them to do? And how do you then give them that sense they have their own, their own show, if yeah. you will? Uh, I think that was a big lesson from uh, the first business, actually, was that we didn't do that well enough. Uh, and uh, so we've gone out of our way to find people who are brilliant in their own space, whether that's our head of talent or our head of engagement. or They're, they're, they're people that... Uh, uh, that really have got the, have got that entrepreneurial spirit and want to drive and create something. Um, so create an environment within Sirius where that that that's okay, that's good. That they've got that they've got that space to flourish, and that makes you happy. And that makes me happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas I, I think perhaps before I wanted to be perhaps more in control, and that probably didn't create enough space for those people to flourish. You've heard it here now. If you're not listening, listening tightly, because it's about relaxing and letting go a little bit and letting great people do what they need to do. Obviously, with a bit of control, we'll come back to the control in a bit. Latest travel coming up in a couple of minutes before we come back to Simon. And before that, some words of wisdom, I hope, from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. So I'm Joe Hancock, the cybersecurity lead at Mishkondorea. One of the most common problems I see people have at the moment is almost over-collecting data. There's an obsession with data and digital. That's a really good thing. It presents brilliant opportunities. But at the same time, collecting data that you don't really need or storing data that you really shouldn't store anymore prevents a massive risk. At the same time, as having that data gives you some good kind of business outcomes, having it there means there's a good a target for attackers. It means that you're much more likely to lose it. And if you don't delete it properly, you're much more likely to breach regulation. And all of this really starts to create a bit of a risk for business that isn't very well understood and isn't really well managed at the moment. Another whole set of problems that could be avoided very simply are just by doing the basics. If you use complex passwords, change your password regularly. Don't use the same password for, for multiple services, as everybody does. Even just one or two different passwords will stop you being the victim of some of the large data breaches we've seen soon. They'll protect your identity, they'll help protect your bank accounts and your finances. Just by doing very, very simple things, either as an individual or as a business, you can remove most cyber risk that's out there at the moment. Nothing can ever be 100% secure, but at the same time, you really can make your own life and your business much better by doing these things. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. 
You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, I'm very lucky because I get to meet someone who's shaping the world of business. And there's all sorts of people who are doing it in all sorts of different ways. And I'm very happy that Simon Hayward is my business shaper today. He's the founder and CEO of Cirrus. And they, unlike many businesses I talk to, are actually advising businesses on how that they, they can get the best out of their people, how they can help people realise their own potential. And Simon, we were talking about the lessons that you learned from your first business and as you've applied that in your second, where the command and control old style management thing doesn't work as well as finding great people and giving them the space where where and when do you get the space to think about your own business and where it goes because i imagine that you spend a lot of your time with clients absolutely i mean i, I love working with clients that's 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 where i get my buzz really uh and and likewise for my colleagues uh and yet i also get a massive buzz about uh, out of building series and building the business itself um, we've, we've in the last year we've brought in a couple of non-execs. Uh, one is uh, ex McKinsey guy. Uh, Fred is, is is brilliant at asking the really difficult questions and making us think about the business. And Janine, the other, has got amazing experience of growth internationally. And uh, so she's she's again asking us questions and are, uh, taking us our thought process in board meetings into different ways of channeling our energy as a business how do we grow into new markets and that sort of thing so getting a third party in actually it's uh, um, it's you know cobbler's ch- uh, children and physician heal thyself it's quite useful to get somebody else to say to ask the awkward questions and make us think about how we're doing things and why we're doing some things and not others uh, and what are the priorities in a very busy world of a person that's running a business but that also um is is also running client businesses doing all this stuff you know you're with you're with your customers to use to use mm. that phrase how do you ensure that you keep your perspective and that you encourage others around you to have perspective it's great having non-execs in the business i get that but do you are you able to train yourself to give yourself the time on top of the time that's enforced on you by having non-execs in the business well, one of the things we've—I've just written a chapter for a, for another book, uh, which comes out next year, on critical distance. And through my doctoral studies, uh, one of the key things was this: uh, dealing with exactly this issue. How do you m- maintain a critical distance when you're part of uh, the—you're trying to be part of the solution with the client, but you've got to maintain that objectivity and that ability to ask the awkward question and be critical. Um, and it's—it's it's, a lot of it is down, I, th- I think, to having. Uh, quality dialogue with colleagues and with the client about this but also having time for reflection and just being able to step back from being drawn into the the, the machinations and the and, and the, the particular issues of any particular client so creating space to stop and think and reflect uh, is, is, is a key trick and I, frankly I find traveling one of the best ways to do that I'm on a train or I'm on a plane I'm cut off the the phone doesn't work very well or doesn't or isn't allowed that's perfect time to stop and just think. And I've had some of my best reflective sessions flying across somewhere in the Middle East or, or, or Africa. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, that's good time to reflect. Critical distance, you've got to keep it. And I think, yeah, yeah, travel sounds really good. Time for some more music before we come back to Simon. And this is Trouble from Jose James. Don't talk to me, Step around the way 
Jose James with Trouble. Simon Hayward is my business shaper, and if you haven't heard earlier, he's the founder and chief executive of Cirrus, and they are a talent and leadership business, and they advise beer moths in the world of business. I mentioned a few earlier, BT and BBC, but Marks and Spencer is in there, PayPal and the Royal Bank of Scotland is in there, and so on. Um, your own, what's interesting, I, I was reading about your company and you talk about values and you're not the only company in the world, in fact you're one of many, that talk about values and on one level I always from the outside go, yeah right, um, and on another level whenever I talk to founders I sort of start to believe them. So make me believe, if you will, uh, that you are connected, courageous and creative. I love it, the three C's, you could only choose words began with C. So tell me, tell, me, tell me about your values and, why, and how you live and breathe them every day in that m- busyness that you just described. Yeah. Well, when we set up Cirrus, there was probably a group of four or five of us. We sat around a Thai uh, dining room table in a Thai restaurant, and we came up with the values of of Cirrus way back in 2010. Every six months, we get the whole company together, and we have a a day just to step back and think about what we're doing. And uh, last Christmas, last last December, uh, the session was around our values, and said, well, how are we doing? And do they need to be reinvented because obviously the grow the business had grown quite a bit and we and we all decided that they were they'd been fine but we really need to redefine them which is where the three c's came from uh connected courageous and creative so that that was from everybody in the business saying you know, we are there is a, there is a way that we work at Cirrus. there there are behaviors and principles that are, are deeply important to us that knit us together but we haven't quite articulated them well enough so the we did a piece of work during January to with everybody to, to redefine them, which is where those came from. So they are from the company, from the people in the company about the way we work. And that's what makes it special. That's why talented people stay. Uh, and I think that's also why our clients love us, because we, we, we do behave in a way that is you know, slightly different and it's got its own style. And do you, I mean, I imagine you don't need to articulate those values apart from your behaviours. You don't need, people don't go around, if someone says to you, so Simon, what are the values of the business? You go, well, there are three things. Is it more that it comes out through osmosis because of the way, as you said, that you, you, you turn up for work? Absolutely. And, and how we recruit people and we make sure we recruit people who, who, who we can sense and who can articulate uh, ways of working and principles that are in line with what we think is important around our C- three C's. So it's, it's how we operate. It's how we behave. It's how we respect each other, how we, uh, how we talk that, that matters. It's the behavior. Uh, the values are there as a, as a reference point rather than the focal point of the discussion. So three adjectives that your team would use to describe you then? <laughs> uh, driven. Um, uh, challenging um, and optimistic. That's a good note to stop there before we have our final <laughs> chat with Simon. Um, plus, we'll be playing a track from Nina Simone. That's after the latest traffic and travel. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Such a brilliant song whether you've heard it once or we've heard it a thousand times nina simone with feeling good simon hayward is my business shaper just for a few more minutes and we've been talking about all sorts of things around uh, management and around leadership and around encouraging people and yet also giving them a sense of what's right 
values and a whole bunch of stuff um it, it wouldn't surprise you that simon's written a book and i mentioned it earlier anyway so just in case you hadn't heard that he has and it's called connected leadership how to build a more agile customer driven business now of course simon that's at the very core of what you do and it's published by the ft and pearson by the way um that is at the core of what you do what made you write this one you've written other stuff as well but where did this come from well, uh, when we set up Cirrus, I also started a doctorate uh, at Manchester Business School, and, and through that research, uh, I was really focused on organisations that were transitioning to being more agile and customer-centric in a in in what has become a, a a very different business world to what it was ten years ago. You know, the internet and connectivity and social media is is genuinely changing the way business operates, and and how do organisations respond to that? And so that's what this is all about. It's about how do you create an organisation that's more connected to itself and more connected to its customers, more more able to respond, and yet has a having a really strong core. Yeah, the spine is strong, but the but the flexibility in the body is is is, is responsive. So that's what the book's about, and and it's it's a, so in a way it's a product of my doctoral research, but it's meant to be put across in a way that's easy to read and the sort of thing people might buy at air, air, airports. Which they do. It's uh, available around the world. Interestingly, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, he suddenly got uh, it. He, <laughs> was, he, was a, he was a really serial, serious doctor, a doctor that did all sorts of things, and then he just said, "I'm going to sell the book." <laughs> Good. It's good to see. I mean, and on that point, obviously, look, your business has grown, and there is a, what I like about it is there's substance behind it, and there's theory. And I, I you know, um, I don't know if you should always trust someone that's written a book, but it looks like it's a proper book and, and published by proper people. How do you also in, encourage people to understand that what they are is the sales is a big word but they are people that are going to help you grow this business that growth is a good thing that, that fees are important that all those other things that go around the core skill of actually helping someone become a better leader and i'm really talking about them being people that drive your business how do you make sure that they they, they do that as well I, well i think increasingly now especially with millennials and the changes in in the sort of demographic demographics of the workplace a sense of purpose is, is 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 absolutely critical to you know why do we get why do why do we come to work in the morning what are we trying to achieve together what's our purpose in life you know, why does it matter uh, and if you can if you can get that at the core of the business which is what connected leadership and and is is, is, is helps us to do in Cirrus but if you can get that at the core of the business then people want to you're more likely to want to turn up and more, are more likely to select in uh, so if you've got this this holy holy trinity of great values you know how we want to operate together a great purpose of why we why we're here in the first place what are we trying to do we're trying to put a you know a computer on every on it in every home or, or, or whatever it is and we've also got a clear sense of direction or strategy you know we know what we're doing there's a clarity around the way we're trying what we're trying to achieve then you've got a, a, a sort of business which people want to work in because they're doing something they believe in and they, and they know what's what their, what their role is within it that's that's powerful now, obviously, everyone knows that in your business. And what would they say <laughs> in, in terms of the Holy Trinity? Uh, what, what would they What would they say the next five years are going to bring? What do you say as the person that founded it? What What are you hoping to do in your own in your own business? Well, we believe in better business and better lives through better leadership. But we really want to become uh, a major player in 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 international leadership development, uh, which means we need to grow. Which mean, means we need to get more of those blue chip clients that we currently work with. Um, and the Singapore and the Australian end of the business is growing really quickly, which is a, which is a great sign of our international presence. We're we're working more and more internationally uh, uh, across the the various regions of the world. So that's exciting. Um, but there is also a sense of doing doing more within our clients and helping them more fundamentally to make some of the shifts that they are struggling to do. You know, some of our clients are in retail; they've been hit 
uh, repeatedly by the internet and by uh, cost-based changes with uh, with with uh, people like Lidl and there's the the the, the 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 recognition of the need to become agile is massive, but actually they're struggling. The, the, the ways of working are still locked in a in a twentieth century. Yeah. Uh, mindset and, and knowing the problem isn't the same as being able to resolve the problem. No, absolutely. Yeah. And so we, we hope to be catalysts at least in, in that in that in that role. Well, listen, it's been really good to talk to you. Um, I hope you continue to be catalyst. I'm sure you will be. I'm going to read the book, <laughs> and then I'll let you know. I'm sure it's fab. Um, just before I let you go, though, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? Uh, well, I've gone for What's Going On by Marvin Gaye because uh, he he chose to be different. He chose to, uh, you know, as a popular musician, he chose to be uh, to, to to protest and to say whether it was with civil rights or the Vietnam War. And he was just saying he he felt he had to say something that was this isn't right. And and I hope with things like connected leadership, we're we're in some way saying things need to change. Things need to be more uh, empowered. People need to have responsibility people uh, in, in organizations need to become more more agile and that implies leaders changing the way they lead uh, so it just sort of, it was a nice reflection of of our ethos that's a very good reason and for that reason you can have it Marvin Gaye <laughs> and what's going on thank you Simon thank you very much That was Marvin Gaye with What's Going On, the song choice of my business shaper today, Simon Hayward. The three things he talked about that were critical to any business um, being successful was the, the key thing for me. The alignment of purpose, why you're doing it, with values, how you do it, and with strategy, where are you going? Fantastic stuff. Um, and I'm going to read his book, as I said, Connected Leadership, How to Build a More Agile, Customer-Driven Business. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday here on Jazz FM at 9 a.m. sharp for another edition of Jazz Shapers. But meantime, stay with us because coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.